the CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... E.G. Marshall. I'm going to guide you into and back out of, I do hope, a world where things do not always follow the straight and comfortable paths we're accustomed to. But stay close. Don't wander away. There is violence in this world we're visiting. Violence and other unpredictable things. Although we will witness some uncannily accurate predictions. Laura... Hold the groceries while I open the door. You've got a very dark apartment. I'll turn some lights on as soon as I've locked up. <gasps> Hello, Cosden. You came a little earlier than I expected you. Well, Cash, I wasn't 100% sure of my welcome, so I figured I'd come over early. How did you get in? I don't think I left the door unlocked. Oh, come on, Halliday. A simple little lock like that one. Cash, don't you stand there. Aren't you going to throw him out? You see that bulge in his jacket just under the left armpit, Laura? Oh. Throwing him out could turn into a pretty bloody affair. And I'm afraid the blood would be our own. mystery drama, The Halliday Prediction, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Field and Farrington, and stars Tony Roberts. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. the mysteries that has intrigued man ever since he became a thinking creature is the future. Five minutes from now. A day. A month. A year from now. The impenetrability of it. The unpredictability. And yet, there are those who do venture predictions. And sometimes with astonishing accuracy. Cash Halliday is a widely read and highly controversial columnist on the Daily World Express in one of our major cities. At this moment, he's answering an urgent summons from his city editor. Oh, come in, Cash. Cash, we're cutting out your weekly predictions. Oh, now, just a minute, Kelly. Those predictions are the hottest thing you've got, and you know it. If you think you can... Good choice of words, hot. Libelous might even be better. Your prediction comes out every Friday, and I spend the weekend sitting around the house waiting for the phone to ring. Somebody bringing a libel action. Nobody ever has. That's got nothing to do with it. Your regular stuff is bad enough. You're always right on the brink of disaster. So what do you want from me? Advice to the lovelorn? Social notes from all over? I'm a reporter, Kelly. A reporter turned columnist. I deal in hot stuff. Like this, for instance? Let me read it to you. Pretend you didn't write it, that you're the police commissioner reading this piece for the first time. I can try. Okay. 
An open letter to Police Commissioner Bradley. Mr. Commissioner, I would like to ask you what kind of a crime a man must commit to get himself arrested in this city. Oh, you zero in just fine on traffic violators, vagrants, and people who fail to curb their dogs. But let me ask you about Al Carson and his creature, Bug Strauss. Is extortion not a punishable crime in our city? Arson, bribery, murder? I hereby accuse Al Carson and Bud Stroud of all these crimes. What are you going to do about it, Mr. Commissioner? All right. How would you feel if you were Commissioner Bradley? I'd feel very uncomfortable, and that's exactly the way I want Bradley to feel. And if you were Al Carson reading that piece for the first time? Well, I'd be sore as hell, naturally. And maybe gunning for the guy who wrote it? Maybe. Well, that's the chance I have to take you want to get your head blown off, I guess that's your affair. But the commissioner's going to land on me with both feet, and that's my affair. We were talking about the predictions. Okay. Shall I read today's prediction to you, too? Oh, I remember it word for word. I'll read it to you anyway. The holiday prediction of the week. This evening, Senator Kyle M. Bruce of Michigan will tender to the people of this nation his resignation as senator. By doing this, he will undoubtedly spare himself the punishment which his conduct in office has earned him. Now, what if that doesn't happen? It will. But how do you know it will? Kelly, I have got stringers all over the place. Don't you think I know what's going on in Washington? If he doesn't resign... He will. He's got us for libel, defamation of character, and, uh, well, who knows what else? He's going to resign. So wait until it happens, and then we'll use it. Along with every other sheet in town, not to mention radio and TV. Okay, 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 along with everybody else. News is what has happened, Cash, not what's maybe going to happen. Are you teaching me my business, Kelly? Anyway, those predictions are out from now on. Well, and so am I. The Globe once offered me a front-page box for the predictions. Do you want me to go over there, Kelly? You know damn well I don't. Well, it's either or else. I'm going to use a weekly prediction as long as I write a column. And if you don't want it, the Globe does. I'm sorry. That's the way it's got to be. Huh. My ulcer's giving me fit. I said I'm sorry, Kelly. Get out of here and leave me alone, will you? What was bugging Kelly this time? Or was it too graphic for the ears of girl-type secretaries? He wants to cut out the predictions, Laura. He's out of his mind. Yeah, I think I mentioned that to him, but I must have. Are you going along with it? I, you're not, are you? No, not likely. I can go over to the Globe with a better byline and more money. I reminded Kelly of that. What do you plan for lunch? I was just waiting for you to ask. Yes? Well, how about that? Any further developments? Okay, thanks for calling. Keep in touch. That was Lundquist on the tie line from Washington. Senator Bruce has scheduled a news conference for 5 o'clock this afternoon, and somebody on his staff leaked that he's going to resign. Well, what do you know? Oh, the senator himself neither confirms nor denies. But I guess you scored again, didn't you? Oh, it was eminently predictable. How do you do it, Cash? I mean, no kidding. How do you keep on doing it? What? The prediction? Yes. I had Lundquist down there in Washington, didn't I? Ask him how he does it. I don't mean just this one case. There have been some where you just couldn't have had a clue. Like? Like how about the time the moonshot had to be scrubbed before blastoff? 
You couldn't have had any advanced knowledge of that, and yet you predicted it. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes I get hunches. Everyone plays a hunch once in a while. Do you have any idea what your batting average is? I've been thinking about this for a long time, and I have come to a very spooky conclusion. I think that you make things happen by predicting that they will. I what? It's the least improbable explanation I can think of. It's the only one that makes your percentage of accuracy the least bit possible. You write it, it happens. You're kidding me. You don't really believe a nutty thing like that. Well, it's the only answer I can come up with that fits. Everything you've ever predicted has been, well, you might say, hanging in the balance, sitting on the fence. A breath, this way or that, decides which way it falls. So why couldn't your prediction be that breath? You're really serious, aren't you? I've thought about it a lot. <laughs> Ridiculous. Where do you want to go for lunch? Oh, I don't know. The 30 Club? Mm, they had roast beef yesterday. I predict they'll have overcooked hash today. Cash? It was just a joke, honey. Well, I don't... Somehow, I just don't feel like joking about it. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. How about rubatos? You feel like spaghetti? Or maybe a Caesar salad. Just let me finish this letter. Did you read that holiday creeps column on the World Express this morning, bud? Yeah, I read it. A guy comes right out and names us, accuses us. Arson, extortion, bribery, murder... I think this cash holiday is going to have to go. Now look here, I don't think that would be very smart. Who asked you what you thought? I mean, it's pretty near as dangerous as knocking off a cop. Like all the papers would get on you, and the radio and the TV. They just don't give up on stuff like that. No, I don't think it would be very smart at all, Al. No creep is going to pound me to death with a lousy newspaper while I sit around and don't do a damn thing. All right, take it easy, Al. It's bad for your blood pressure getting excited like this. You know what Doc Henry said? You shouldn't get excited or overexert yourself. Well, who's overexerting? Ain't nothing wrong with my heart or my blood or any of the rest of it. But I'm calm, see? Okay, that's better. And I still don't think you ought to try to hit a newspaper reporter. Shut up. You hear me? Shut up! When I die and go to heaven, I hope they serve veal parmesan just like this. How's your salad? I can make a better one myself. Incidentally, I make a pretty swinging veal parmesan, too, if anyone should ask you. Hmm. Imagine veal parmesan in the comfort of your own home. Will you marry me? Will you, Laura? Cash, please. Let's not start that again. Look, I've told you and told you, I will not marry a newspaper man. Even if you're in love with him? My father was a newspaper editor. Now, you know that, of course, but... Well, you didn't watch what it did to my mother... Dad was never home for meals on time. He was always angry. Not with my mother, but he took it out on her. He had an ulcer the last 11 years of his life. And my mother cried nights. She didn't think I heard her, but I did. 
Well, that was your mother and father, Laura. This is you and me. I will not marry a newspaper man. What do you want me to do? Resign and go looking for some other kind of job? No, I don't want you to... Cash, look, are you going to spoil our lunchtime together? You could really have made it a luncheon to remember, you know that? All you'd have to have said was, yes, Cash, I'll marry you even if, if you are a lousy, rotten newspaper man. <laughs> I'll marry you because I, I love you. Now, why didn't you say that, Laura? Cash. I know, I know. Stop pounding. No, Cash, two men just came in. No, no, don't turn around. I don't know who the other one is. But the big one is Al Carlton. So? Maybe he likes the veal parmesan, too. They're both scowling at us as if they could kill us. They won't. They're just trying to intimidate us. Well, they're doing just fine with me. Good Lord. The big one, Al Carlton. He's coming over to our table. Whether Cash Halliday predicts the future, contrives somehow to manipulate it, or just has hunches. His own immediate future is looking decidedly grim. He has made himself a problem to Al Cosden, and Cosden carries the solution to most of his problems in a shoulder holster. We'll follow the rest of the action closely when I return shortly with Act Two. Many tales have been told about men and women who, given the supernatural ability to look into the future, did not like what they saw there. We're not sure yet whether Cash Halliday is one of these or whether, as his secretary appears to believe, he can actually alter the future with his predictions. If the latter is the case, he would be wise to use his talent now. For Al Cosden, looking ominous, is approaching the table where Cash and Laura are just finishing their lunch. You don't mind if I sit here at the table with you for a minute, do you, Halliday? Of course not. Uh, you've met Laura, I believe? I uh... Is there uh, something you wanted to talk to me about, Cosden? Like I'm sure you'd never guess what it is, will you? Well, I don't play guessing games. <laughs> That's funny. Ain't that a funny one, miss? He don't play guessing games. Him and his holiday predictions, and he don't play guessing games. <laughs> what makes you think those are guesses, Mr. Carlson? I'm going to make you a prediction, Halliday. And you better believe I'm not guessing. You're going to stop writing stuff about me in your lousy column. I mean, as of right this minute, you're going to stop or else. Put it straight, Carsten. If you're threatening me, I want to hear it in so many words. Uh, I was telling a friend of mine about you this morning, and he said, be a good guy. Give the creep a little warning before you do anything permanent to him. So I took his advice. Looks now like I wasted my time. I should have handled it right then. Handled it? How? <laughs> I'll let you guess, Halliday. <laughs> He don't play guessing games, my friend. <clears throat> so, you better guess right, Halliday. Because in case you don't know, I'm the one who don't play games. 
Why were you in such a hurry to get back to the office, Cash? I have to make a change in tomorrow's column. Cash, you aren't going to put something about Al Cobb in your column, are you? Of course I am. The guy threatened me, didn't he? You think I'm going to let him get away with that? But he meant it. Yes, I guess he did, Laura. But that's all the more reason, don't you see? No, I don't. And I won't let you. I'm not going to let you get yourself killed for... for nothing. I appreciate your worrying about me, but you know I have to do this. <sighs> okay. But don't come to me for sympathy after you're dead. <laughs> I promise not to. While lunching today, I was approached by that pillar of our city's organized crime structure, Al Cosden. He appeared to have read my column for the day. Al Cosden can read. And he was not flattered. That fact alone is hardly newsworthy, but Cosden proceeded to threaten me, albeit obliquely, with death if I so much as printed his name again in this column. I double dare you, Cosden. Oh, Insert that right after the campaign story, Laura, and I don't think we need to show it to Kelly. He'd kill it. You know he would. That's why you don't want him to see it. He'd want to kill it, and then there'd be a hassle. Well, I hate hassles. I'm a man of peace, okay? And you wonder why I won't marry you. Instant widowhood. Some deal. Okay, that settles it. He's got to go. Are you talking about the Halliday creep again? Did you read his column, bud? Yeah, yeah, I read it. Well, he's got to go. Look, Cal, it's still like I told you yesterday. You hit a newspaper guy and they'll never let up on you. Not till they see you put away. You want to spend the rest of your life inside? Not me. I'm going to have an alibi. There ain't no way they can bust it. Yeah. <laughs> you got it worked out. I'm going to be talking with Police Commissioner Bradley and maybe a couple other reliable witnesses at the exact minute when Halliday gets it. How about that? Well, ain't a bad trick if you can do it. Oh, I can do it. You want to tell me how that's being in two places at the same time? I ain't going to kill Halliday. But you just said... That You're you... going to do it for me. Oh, no, I no, 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 not me. Not in a million years. Yeah, think you got a choice, bud. I ain't gonna do it. Now, you listen to me. You got no choice at all. And if you decide you don't want to do this little favor for me, bud, then I guess I'll have to handle it some other way. But I'll take you out first, bud. You can depend on it. Oh, come on, Al. You're kidding me. I mean... You, you were not really... You think not, bud? You'll hit Halliday when I tell you. I'll let you know. Hey, what happened to you all morning, Cash? You'd better go in and see Kelly. He's about to have a stroke or something. That uh, Cosden bit he didn't see before press time? What else? Hmm, I think I'll use the phone instead of going in there. Are you planning to take me to lunch? Mm -hmm. When I finish this call. Hi, Kelly. How's it going? Uh, <clears throat> look, I, I finished that bit about Cosden threatening me just a couple of minutes ahead of the deadline, and I... No, I, I can't come to your office right now, Kelly. Uh, I'm, I'm at the airport. I'll give you a rundown when I see you. I know, Kelly. I'll watch it from now on. Okay, uh... See you later on. Yeah, so long. He didn't have a stroke? Oh, 
with his ulcers, he doesn't need one. Let's get out of here. What are you doing here, Cosden? I had to see you, Commissioner. It's important. Walking into the police commissioner's office, you must be out of your mind. You worry too much, Bradley. It's not enough I've got this damn columnist Halliday trying to hook me up with you. You've got to walk in here in broad daylight and prove he's right. Nobody saw me come in. Nobody but your secretary out there. And she's on your side, ain't she? I don't know. What do you want? I want us to have a meeting together with a good witness, say, around 6 o'clock tonight. With a witness? What's wrong with you, Cosden? I'm setting up an alibi. Oh, no. No way. Forget it, Cosden. Well, I'm kind of disappointed. I figure you'd be glad to help me out. You should know I won't involve myself. We agreed to that two years ago when we first started working together. Well, all you've ever had to do for me was just quiet down a couple of investigations. And you've been stashing away the bread as fast as I could shovel it to you. I never asked you for a personal favor before. Well, if I didn't have this Halliday thing hanging over me, maybe it would be different. But it's come at a bad time. Well, now, what if I was to tell you that if you do me this little favor... You won't have any more trouble with Halliday. Nobody'd have any more trouble with Halliday. Look, I don't want to know about it. I don't... I... Halliday, you say? Yeah. Uh, that would make you too unhappy, wouldn't it? Well, that uh, does put things in a somewhat different light, yeah. Now, we wouldn't have to be seen in public. Just you and me and maybe a friend you can trust. So I got a good, respectable alibi. Uh, your place. Oh, my place, if you'd rather. No, my place, I think. Yes, I... I could have Jerry Albertson for cocktails. He's a... Well, I wouldn't have to worry about him, and he's respectable enough. Good. Can we make it tonight? Must it be tonight? Oh, tomorrow? No, I'm afraid not, then. I have to take a plane for Chicago around 5.30 this afternoon. I'll... I'll be gone till Friday morning. Well, I guess Friday night will be okay. Six o'clock? I'll be there a little ahead of time. Okay? Yeah. Yes, Custom, that should be all right. Hey, got a second, Mr. Halliday. Yes. Come in and shut the door. You're Bud Stroud. Yeah. Well, what brings you here? Oh, uh, this is Laura Fields, my secretary. Hi. Hello. Bud Stroud? What can we do for you? Well, uh, it's... Uh, it's kind of confidential. If it's fit for me to hear, it's fit for Laura to hear. Well, okay, I guess. So, what can we do for you? It's more like what can we do for each other. I mean, I ain't coming in... To you, asking for favors. I got a proposition, Kenneth. Well, let's hear it. Okay, I'll chance it. You see, uh... Al Cousin is figuring to put out a contract on you. Have him killed? Figuring to? He, uh, did come to me with a proposition, only, uh... I don't want a part of it. Oh, well, that's very good of you. I don't knock off no cops, and I don't knock off no newspaper reporters. I ain't nuts. 
If you refuse to do it, though, won't Carlton just go to somebody else? No, I don't think so. He'd do it himself. He won't want to spread the word around too much. He'll get me first, though. And I ain't kidding myself about that. So unless you can figure out some way to stop him before Friday, we're both going to be pushing up daisies. You and me both. Friday. Yeah, that's what he said it for. Don't ask me why. Friday at 6 p.m. I see. And what do you expect me to do to stop him? Well, I mean, you're a big columnist and everything. You can go to the police, Cass. Forget it. The cops don't worry, cousin. He's got good connections. What connections? How high do they go? Oh, no, I ain't getting into that. I told you what I came here to tell you. What I want to know now is what you aim to do about it. Well, that's a good question. I wish I had an answer. Bud Stroud said it wouldn't do any good to call the police. I can't do any harm. Uh, yes, uh, this is Cash Holiday of the World Express. Uh, let me talk to Commissioner Bradley, please. Oh, all right, then. Uh, let me speak to Captain Horner. I doubt if the commissioner would have done much to help you anyway. Most likely not. It would give him something to think about, though. Captain Horner, uh, this is Cash Halliday World Express. I just got word that Al Cosden plans to put a contract out on me. Huh. It doesn't surprise me much either. Uh, that's pretty weird. So what you're saying is that you can't do anything for me until after I'm dead? Is that it? Well, who's making a joke? All right, Horner, I know it isn't easy for you either. Okay, do whatever you can. Did you ever get the feeling you were about to be thrown to the wolves? to do with the Carsden thing. Get your pad, Laura. I want you to take down next Friday's prediction. Uh, short attention span. That's your problem. The holiday prediction of the week. Before this day has ended, the remarkable criminal career of Al Cosden will also come to an end. At exactly six o'clock this evening, his heart will stop beating. There will be dancing in the streets. Cash. You know something, Laura? If you're right about my predictions, I have just killed a man. Is it possible, actually, to cause an event simply by writing and publishing a prediction that it will happen? 
I share your doubt. Such a thing would be totally against nature as we know it. However, as we know it is the key phrase there. And it leaves room for at least a shred of belief against all our skepticism. We'll test that small shred further when I return shortly with Act Three. Cash Halliday has been given the exact time and date when he may expect sudden and violent death. Friday evening at six o'clock. And he has been told that the police can do nothing for him until after the fact, which, of course, is much too late from his point of view. He takes no comfort whatever from all this pre-knowledge as the fateful Friday morning wears on toward noon. Why don't you, well, just go away somewhere? Cash, I mean, why don't don't you just disappear for a while? I'd have to come back eventually, wouldn't I? Well, of course, but not until this whole thing is blown over. But it isn't going to blow over, Laura. Not as long as Cosden and I are both alive. Eventually, I am going to have to face Al Cosden and get this thing settled one way or another. But you haven't taken any kind of precaution at all, Cash. Well, don't forget today's prediction. At exactly 6 o'clock this evening, Cosden's heart will stop beating. Oh, I wish I'd never said a thing about your making things happen just by predicting them. Well, the thing is... You just might be right. When I look back over some of the predictions that actually turned out to be accurate, I begin to wonder. Mr. Halliday's office. On his way up here? Are you sure? Yeah, okay. Thanks for calling. That was the receptionist down in the lobby. Commissioner Bradley is on his way up here, breathing fire, she said. Probably looking for Kelly. Oh, no. He was particularly asking for you. Well, if he wants a yelling match, I have got some ammunition, too. Halliday, I want to talk to you. Yes, come right in, Commissioner. Don't just stand there waiting for an invitation. Don't you get smart with me. I read that miserable column of yours this morning. I'm flattered. Don't be. Where did you get your information about Cosden? Cosden? His heart will stop beating at 6 o'clock. It was just one of my silly predictions. Now, look, if somebody is threatening murder and you know about it, it's your duty to let the police know. Who said anything about murder? I just said his heart would stop beating. He does have a bad heart, you know. Am I to take it, then, that you refuse to tell me what your information is and where you got it? What can I tell you? I have no information. It was just a prediction. All right. But if anything happens to Cosden tonight, you're going to find yourself in very, very deep trouble, Halliday. Just don't give me a hard time about coming to your office again, Commissioner. I know you don't like it, so save your breath. Oh, I suppose I may as well. What is it you want this time? Was it you who leaked this Friday night 6 o'clock information to the cops? Oh, don't be ridiculous. I'd be the last person to do that. I told you Halliday himself told Captain Horner about it. Yeah. But how did Halliday find out? Well, that I wouldn't know. Must have been but Nobody else knew. Just you and me and Bud. Yeah. I'll have to speak to Bud about that. For 
o'clock, Laura. I think maybe I'd be smart to get home and lock myself in right now. I'm coming with you, Cash. Oh, no. If Cosden is going to come calling, I want you far away. I'm not going to set you up as a secondary target. I'm going to stay with you. Darling, I love you for the thought, but no. No, absolutely no. What do you have in your refrigerator? Maybe we ought to stop at the supermarket and pick up a few things. We are not going to do anything. Not together. Not tonight. You're going straight home. Better still, pay somebody a visit, but not me. No way. Cash, I want to be with you. Why? I just do, that's all. If there's going to be any trouble, I... What? No, tell me. Say it. Oh, all right, you big ape. Because I love you. Good. And you'll marry me? I wouldn't marry a newspaper man if he were the last man on earth. If I were the last man on earth, I'd have to give up the newspaper racket anyway. Who'd read me? Oh, you know what I mean. Anyway, I'm going with you and that settles it. I don't know why I want to marry a woman as stubborn as you, but I do. Okay. But if you get killed, don't blame me. You realized, of course, Laura, that by coming to my apartment with me, you are compromising yourself irreparably. Your reputation is in shreds. You dress Edwardian cash, but you talk Victorian. Come on, let's get inside. Laura, the fallen woman. Okay, that's the way you want it. Here, hold the groceries while I open the door. You've got a very dark apartment. And I'll turn some lights on as soon as I've locked up. You came a little earlier than I expected you. Put the groceries in the kitchen, Laura. Yeah, I think maybe you better just set them down in here somewhere. I thought I'd get here a little early. Yeah, I uh, wasn't sure of my welcome. Halliday, did Bud Stroud tell you this was on for tonight at 6 o'clock? Bud Stroud? No, of course not. Yeah, I knew it was him. Well, he won't be thinking on any more of his old buddies. Did you? Yeah. I paid him a visit just before I came over here to see you. Real busy afternoon. Cash, does he mean he killed Bud Stroud? I'm afraid that is what he means, yes. Well, that can't be true. If he had really killed Stroud, well, he, he wouldn't tell us. What he's thinking, I believe, is that uh, we won't be able to tell anybody else. He means to see to that. Yeah, he's right, Matt. He's 100% right. Hmm. Uh, uh, we got some time to waste, though. You uh, got anything in the house to drink? What would you like? Well, a good solid slug of bourbon if you got it. Just a little splash of soda. Okay. It's in the cabinet over there. Well, so go on. Get it. But be real careful, Halliday. If I see anything I don't like, I'll blow your head off. Well, I'll be very careful. Laura, while he's watching me, turn on the tape recorder. Hey, knock it off with a whispering. You want to talk to her, talk loud enough for me to hear. What'd you say to her? Don't get excited, Cosden. I asked her to see if there's some kind of snack in the refrigerator. I'm hungry. Oh, no, 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 no. The little lady stays right here where I can watch her. Come six o'clock, you won't be hungry anymore, Cass. Why six o'clock, Costa? 
I mean, not that I want to rush you, but why wait until 6 o'clock? Well, so why shouldn't I tell you? You ain't about to talk. Here you are, Cos. Oh, thank you very much, I'm sure. After that stupid prediction of yours in this morning's paper, at 6 o'clock his heart will stop beating. I decided to wait until 6 and, you know, just turn it around the other way. Make you dead and wrong both at the same time. Poetic injustice. What? Oh, besides, the main reason is I got an alibi for 6 o'clock. I mean airtight. One of your friends is giving you an alibi? Frankly, I don't think you have any friends whose word would be taken that seriously. No, no. What would you say to Police Commissioner Bradley? I see. Yeah. I'm sitting with Commissioner Bradley and one of his buddies right this minute. Sipping a cocktail and talking over important things and settling problems and all that. You trust him? Yeah, damn right I trust him. I got enough on him to put him away for the rest of his life. And he knows it. I got the evidence. Papers he signed, even. Oh, you're damn right I trust him. Where are these papers you say you have? <laughs> what would you like to know? Well, not particularly, I guess. Uh, when you come right down to it. It won't do me much good after six o'clock, will it? Cash, don't talk like that. You're right, though. What good would it do you? So, tell me or not, whatever you feel like. Well, you see, over at my place, I got this big painting a fella did of me. He owed me money and he couldn't pay off. So, it's hanging on the wall in my living room. And back of it is a wall safe that nobody knows about but me and, you know, Bud Stroud used to know about it. And that's where you keep the evidence against Bradley? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so what are you going to do about it? What can I do about it? You take it pretty gutsy. I got to say that for both of you. Uh, how about some more of that bourbon? Well, well, it is going on six o'clock already. How about that? Don't you think you ought to wait until a little after six? Make sure of your alibi? You think so? I want to take the chick out, too, you know. I ain't about to leave no witnesses around. <laughs> Laura, is there somebody at the office who knows where I keep my tape recorder? Kelly does, I think. Yes, yes, I'm sure he does. Huh? Well, well what's this about a tape recorder? Oh, it's nothing, Constant. It's just, oh, you know, setting my affairs in order. Okay. Where is it? Go look for it, Constant. You won't find it in a million years. Damn you, where is it? You can't make me tell you by pointing a gun at me, Constant. You intend to shoot me anyway. You lousy. Okay, I'll find it myself. You're cold, Cosden. Dead cold. Would I keep a tape recorder in a closet? It's all for nothing. You'll never find it. I'll find a damn thing. He's alive. What's the matter with him, Cash? Looks like a heart attack to me, Laura. Oh, for God's sake. Help me. I can't. Three minutes past six. My 
prediction was off by three minutes. Get your pad, Laura. I've got two predictions for next Friday. Well, save one of them. You'll spoil your public. No, these both have to run this coming Friday. Ready? Okay. The holiday predictions of the week. If an honest cop will go to the home of the late Al Cosden and open the wall safe behind Cosden's portrait on the living room wall, he will find in that safe evidence sufficient to convict Police Commissioner Bradley on several charges of felonious conduct. We suggest that this be done with dispatch before the commissioner himself gets to the safe. He will, Cash, or someone will go for him. No, I'll give Captain Horner these tapes Thursday evening before Friday's paper is on the street. Okay, ready for the second prediction? Shoot. The second holiday prediction of the week. During the next month or so, this column will be filed from London, Paris, and Rome. The columnist's lovely secretary, Laura Fields, will accompany him in his travels to these capitals quite respectably, since she has consented to be his bride. Wish us a happy honeymoon. Cash, that's not fair. <laughs> What's unfair about it? You might just as well abduct me as put this in your column, the way things keep coming true. Fate is fate, Laura. It's out of my hands. Well, as long as you put it that way, I suppose I might as well relax and enjoy it. Do we consider the proposition proved that Cash Halliday was able, simply by predicting that a thing would happen, to make it happen? Or shall we put it all down to coincidence? The latter is the easier way, of course, for it permits us to go on believing that natural laws are unbreakable. But don't think too much about it. Commissioner Bradley has been indicted for misconduct in office and is, of course, free on his own recognizance while awaiting trial. Al Cosden and Bud Stroud were given a well-attended and rather spectacular double funeral. Cash and Laura Halliday have settled in a quiet suburb, and uh, we must tell you, Cash's predictions still have an uncanny way of coming true. There'll be more uncanny goings-on when we bring you our next mystery drama. Our cast included Tony Roberts, Morgan Fairchild, Robert Dryden, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour allergy capsule, and Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.